Isn't it wonderful and even quite amazing that Jesus calls you and I friends? (laughs) I cannot think of a more beautiful word from the mouth of Jesus than to call me his friend. And he, he says that this friendship is based on two things, on word and on action. First, on word. He says, I call you friends because I have revealed to you everything that I have heard from my heavenly Father. And let us understand word in the biblical sense. It's not just a heady type of word. In the Bible, word is experiential knowledge of God. And so in Jesus, we see that the Father is being revealed to us. The Father's love for you and I is personally revealed. In those encounters in prayer with the Father, in all those experiences of mercy and the need for forgiveness of our sins, in the providential care of our Father throughout our life, The Father is revealing himself in Jesus and his desire to save us and to take us to himself, to our heavenly home. I can't wait for that one. To go home to the house of my heavenly Father. But Jesus says this, it's also action I call you friends if you keep my commandment, if you do what I command you. And he doesn't leave us in doubt about what that is. He clearly proclaims that the ultimate commandment is what? Love one another as I have loved you. Let's be very clear on what this means because there is a tendency within Christianity to think that this commandment to love one another is nothing more than being nice, in being helpful and doing kind things. Now, this certainly is included in the gospel. Amen. But it must go much farther, which is why Jesus says, there's no greater love than this, than for a person to lay down their life for one's friends. Why did Jesus lay down his life 
for salvation. Jesus gave his life in order to save us, which means that if I'm going to live this commandment, it means this, that for my family, for my friends, for my co-workers, for any neighbor, anyone that God puts on my path, that I will want for them more than anything else. I will want salvation for them. And to want it enough that I am willing to sweat. I am willing to suffer. I'm willing to sacrifice. And if I need to, to even give my life for this spiritual good. There are many examples, but let's just give a few to make this even more clear. For example, how would this apply to parents? It would mean that for parents, it has to be more than just taking care of the physical needs of your children. It has to be more than getting them involved in sports and nurturing their human development. These are good things, but it doesn't go far enough. It means that above all things that a parent desires and works for the salvation of their children which immediately elevates above other things certain activities. Teaching one's children to pray, bringing children to Mass, like we see this morning, several examples. Bringing those children into those privileged sacramental encounters with Jesus. It means mentoring and modeling a personal relationship with Jesus. It means a family reading and talking about the Word of God together. It means a family serving Jesus in the poor and the suffering together. And dear parents, you and I both know that sometimes this higher spiritual good will come into conflict with the way of the world. As for example, we see sports encroaching more and more into Sunday mornings during a time that was dedicated to family and to mass. And sometimes we have to be willing to be unpopular, to make choices that will make us stand out. Whether we are children, young people, adults, we've all been in situations with our friends and our peers where we become aware that God is asking us to bear witness to our faith. A moment when faith is being questioned, maybe the church is being attacked, 
Maybe we're watching something together on TV and something inappropriate comes on. And we're aware that God is asking us to put the spiritual good for ourselves and those that we're with first. And this is hard because this sometimes is in conflict with wanting to be liked, wanting to fit in and be accepted. And sometimes we need God's mercy because we cave into the fear and we chicken out and we don't say anything. There's no greater love than being willing to lay down one's life for this spiritual good. What about when those friends or relatives visit from out of town? Sometimes they're not churchgoers. They're not in the same place of faith. And the question will come up, am I still going to go to Mass? (laughs) Now, I may have to find a way to not do it in a way that's proud, that makes them feel that I'm better than them. I may have to find a way that's not in your face, but to find a way to say yes. We would love to have you visit, but just so you know, on Saturday night or Sunday morning, we're going to Mass. I need to receive Jesus in the Eucharist. You're welcome to come with if you want. If you want to stay back, we'll figure out something you can do. But to allow that witness that might draw the people that know us deeper into their faith? Am I willing to be considered a Jesus freak? Willing to appear as radical or be teased in order to do that? There's no greater love than the willingness to suffer, to sacrifice, to lay down our lives for this spiritual good. And now Jesus nourishes that beautiful friendship with us as he gives himself to us in the Eucharist and in this communion to give us strength, courage to give our lives and to live this commandment. Amen.